Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And the rubber chicken says, even I beat Lewis Black at golf this week, which is weird because I'm a rubber chicken. Well, yes, you did, but only by two strokes. And the next time we play, I'm going to beat your ass, rubber chicken. But hey, now it's time for Lewis Black's Rantcast number 42. Entitled, It's This Simple, America Has an Intelligence Shortage. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. It's the root of all of our shortages. Whenever we have one, it all starts with the fact, the simple fact, that we have an intelligence shortage. Uh, It has been a shortage that we've suffered from during my entire lifetime. And that shortage seems to be growing longer, which is an odd way to put it, but it's true. Our shortage seems to be shorting out. It's unbelievable to me. Unbelievable that we have a uh, gas shortage at this point this past week, and I was right in the midst of it, right here in an undisclosed location in North Carolina, which seemed to be the, well, the epicenter of it. Uh, It was right here where uh, they just were having a lot of problems, lines everywhere, reminded me of the 70s, to be honest, because uh, it was uh, that kind of cray-cray then, but this was madness. You know, this was utter madness because, as everyone was saying, this was caused by hoarding, which is hoarding is caused by what? A shortage of intelligence. That's what hoarding is caused by. Okay, 
It's not going to go away. If people didn't hoard, if people weren't bringing in gas cans, if people weren't loading up, if people weren't coming in with three quarters of a tank to top off, none of this would have happened. People could have gotten their gas and moved on, and everybody could have gotten on to where they needed to get going to. I know that uh, friends of mine were going to help me get out of here and move to another undisclosed location where I'll be going today. And thankfully, Things got straightened out because they paid off the the folks who uh, of the ransomware. They paid them off because somehow also we have an intelligence shortage, which didn't allow us to put up a proper, I guess, firewall, whatever the fuck it is that would protect us, protect the important systems that we have, the, the, the vital systems that we have, that we've been talking about protecting for, for, for a number of years now ever since we've moved into this kind of psychotic technological age and not psychotic in that sense, but just that we are really behind in terms of dealing with, you know, what hath God brought? What have we come up with? All of this internet system that is left unprotected and whack, boom, okay, no gas. And we're going to show you how to have less gas. We're going to load up. And I, I didn't see this. I, I've been trying to track it down. It was the, 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 a lot of talk about people loading up uh, plastic bags with gas. And if, if you have any uh, proof of that, I'd love for you to send that on in because uh, I couldn't find it anywhere. But I'm sure that there, were, there, was, there was that one thing. It was, it was a woman in Texas, in Houston, I think, two years ago, in 2019, who was loading a plastic bag up. But people who were coming in and doing that, the, the, the people at the gas station had to say, no, stop it. Stop it. No, you cannot do that. All right. And it seems to me, too, that we should have been able to come up with some sort of a way to stop this kind of um, attack on a, a vital pipeline for gas that was necessary I, 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 to, our, to our being able to continue to move and get things done every day so that our economy can continue to hum, even though it's been stuck. Uh, because of this pandemic. Uh, but it seems to me that we've got tons of kids. That's why colleges are there. Okay. You couldn't get a whole group of kids, you know, kind of, uh, you know, working together as one, much like we, you know, said, okay, now we're going to go to the moon. What about, hey, now we're going to protect our asses from maniacs who are out there who want to undermine our ability to communicate, to, um, to, to, uh, to uh, have a vital economy who want to basically bring us down. Apparently, I mean, I don't know. I, it just seems to me that there was all of this stuff with uh, the, the former leader who didn't seem to think there was a problem with, you know, hacking coming from the Russians. It was the Chinese. I don't care where the fuck it was coming from. It had to be dealt with and it should be dealt with now. And we certainly have the, the, the brain power to do it. And somehow we seem to have an intelligence shortage that we can't seem to get our brain power together to get it done, okay? Now, there's a squirrel outside my window, to be honest with you, and I'm going to see if I can get a little picture of it, okay? And, of course, I pick up the camera to take the picture, and the squirrel jumped, and jumped away, jumped right off, and went right out of frame, and then gone. Gone. It would have been a great little nature photo for me to send out on Instagram and Twitter and all the other little social media things that I don't really do properly. Uh, um, no, that was uh, it was kind of amazing because I don't really like squirrels, and uh, but it was a it was a really kind of a nifty little photo, and it made me almost uh, 
like the little critters. I think they're rabid, but apparently I'm the only one who believes so. And uh, this is really my contribution to an intelligence shortage. I've decided this all on my own. There's no scientific proof of this. And apparently they are an animal that does not have rabies or can get rabies. But I'm sure there'll be 500 people writing in and telling me that I'm psychotic on whatever level. But we do have an intelligence shortage. And uh, it seems to be that was the reason that we could not, you know, we have the intelligence to be able to create that wall, but we don't have the intelligence in order to get folks to implement that and get it done. You know, it's, it's beyond belief. And I just think that, um, you know, once again, it's as soon as they say, holy God, uh, it's, it, it, my God, it's a blizzard is coming. They race to the stores, they buy 650 uh, shovels is, is, uh, is my good friend and uh, opening act for so long, John Bowman would say, you know, they're racing in for, for eggs and bread going, my God, uh, what if I run out of French toast? The amount of toilet paper that people were hoarding at the beginning of this pandemic, there was apparently someone I read that uh, I gathered uh, $16,000 purchased, that was purchased in, from by one man of, of hand sanitizer, Okay. I mean, what if, if, if we have got to respond? There has to be someone who, you know, like, you know, okay, this is what you can have. This would be a smart and intelligent way to go about doing what you have to do in order for you to be able to continue your life at this point. There is no reason for you to have 300 uh, rolls of toilet paper for a family of four. There is no reason. I mean, come on. When are we going to learn? But that's, I truly believe, once we overcome our intelligence shortage, uh, all of those other shortages, whenever they uh, might might occur, won't be shortages. Why? Because we have the intelligence to deal with them. That's just a little bit of <laughs> wisdom from someone staring at an absolutely beautiful, beautiful uh, scene out there. And I'll be leaving this undisclosed location, moving to another undisclosed location here in North Carolina. I am very lucky to be able to take this time. I realize it. Uh, I uh, am thrilled to be able to do it. It is something that I desperately need as I came down here to search, really, as I think I mentioned before, for, for really uh, uh, to try to get my, to find my brain of which there seems to be about, I think I got about 30, well, 33 and a third of it back, almost an album's worth, almost just one whole album, two sides, uh, maybe in a, in a nice cover. <laughs> but, uh, the other two thirds is still wandering around in kind of a claptrap uh, in, inside of uh, kind of an attic where uh, I just have gotten lost uh, amongst memorabilia, I think. And, uh, some uh, some uh, previous awards and some uh, major screw-ups that I spent time trying to unravel the knots of, geez, why did that happen? Uh, going down memory lanes and now trying to get back to that present, this present, and hopefully move on because, yes, siri, Bob, this week it was announced that da, 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 the CDC has said that uh, 
you know, quite without any clarity, really, uh, that we can, uh, those of us who've been double vaccinated, and I'm one of those, can rip off our masks and dance in the streets and can wander into stores and get this close, just with inches away from anyone who might be uh, COVID-ridden. I mean, I don't think I quite understand why we are racing into this so quickly after all of this kind of taking the caution. I, I think maybe waiting until there were more people who were vaccinated a little closer to 50%, we're at like 38% from what I gather. And uh, that would be nice because apparently, we're, you know, it, the herd immunity may uh, elude us because people are, you know, well, they're, they're more afraid of the vaccine than, well, than dying of COVID, which is an extraordinary, extraordinary approach to uh, to something. I've, I've, you know, would you, would you, I, I can't, well, shut up, Lewis. We can't even go. We went down that, that herd immunity walk last week and we're not going down it again. But that's what I mean. There's 60% of my brain going, did we say enough about that? Did we do what we should have done? Okay, rubber chicken. That's the rubber chicken trying to speak through me and I won't have it. <laughs> it is just, I am basically uh, feeling a little bit better. I, I could hear the sound of my voice returning and, um, but I, I, I just am a, a touch confused by all of uh, the, what the CDC had to say, because now uh, the fact that you don't have to wear masks, that means there are people who are going to who, who weren't vaccinated, who will not wear masks. And how are we supposed to know this? And why can't we kind of really uh, say to folks in certain places uh, for certain things, you know, we really would you in order to get in, you need to be vaccinated. And I think for for a lot of stuff, like for baseball games or football games, certainly for sporting events, folks would do it. Um, I mean, offering them, they, offering them money, they're doing all sorts of things, you know, and then people who work in a store who, who might be, you know, someone, you know, at the, at the cashier, they, they haven't been vaccinated or, I mean, it's just, the list is endless, but you know, you, there are places, there are stores where you have to wear the mask still. Okay. And which I understand because they are at least saying you got to wear the mask because they don't know, um, if the folks coming in are vaccinated or not. And that's where there's a minor screw up with what's happening there because you don't know. Nobody has a, a V on their heads going vaccinated. Uh, nobody's got any of that going. Um, it's, 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 it's one of the, where, you know, and because of the necessity for the freedom of choice in this country, even though we can kill ourselves over that freedom, which is our right, it's our right to die for that freedom. <laughs> I had six different ways of, of trying to get to give me liberty or give me death, and I keep doing it. And I probably should write it down before uh, I do this, but uh, I never do. I never do. I'm mostly trying to just get through some articles and uh, putting, patching some of my uh, thoughts together because what I really miss is you guys as an audience, and I continue to miss you. And that's really what I feel here is I sit uh, waiting to go to another undisclosed location where there will be no audience and I will be speaking to you uh, next week. But uh, it's really just something that uh, we have, we just, it, it just seems to be out of reach. How come? How come is it out of reach for us to really come up with some sort of sane process that would allow us really to be able to return to normalcy as a group? Where it isn't like, well, we're going to do this over there, but um, but over here you can do that. It's we we've, we've essentially established a three card Monty system 
of how to get back to normalcy. And uh, do you see where, what's, which cup is it under? Which cup is normalcy under? And we're guessing all the time. And uh, I know that the CDC is trying to do the best job that it can, but it needs to be a little clearer. Everything needs to be a little clearer. But I think um, that's because of, oh, wait, what? An intelligence shortage. Uh, and it's also because uh, I think our brain as a whole, as a group, is the same as uh, all of our individual brains have been during the pandemic. It's that it's not functioning uh, the way it did because we've not been in the public square. We've been able to, you know, stand away from each other, such as uh, as Ron DeSantis, the governor of uh, Florida. He wasn't, you know, he was able to uh, to announce this week uh, in the midst of all this that <laughs> he's pardoning. Uh, those who committed pandemic crimes, all of them, all of them, because as he put it, they suffered enough. They suffered enough. What about the people who, who might have gotten COVID from and died? I mean, come on, Ron, pretend, but just pretend. We still don't have the numbers on Florida. We don't know if they're real. And uh, I'd like those at some point. If this man really thinks he's going to run to be the president of the United States, and if this is the kind of things that he's going to do, that he's going to decide that he's above, you know, I mean, I grant you, maybe a governor can do this. I'm not quite sure that uh, this is the, you know, that he can pardon all <laughs> pandemic crimes. I don't know. I'm sure somebody's probably going to go to court over this. Uh, somebody must at some point, uh, because I mean, I can understand maybe, you know, some minor mask wearing. Uh, problems and that that you might say okay uh that's a little harsh you know you shouldn't have to pay a 300 hundred dollar fine but maybe maybe there's that could be argued um even though one could get covid since you didn't wear the mask and since the governor you know said one thing and the 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 cities and some of the stores said another unbelievable just unbelievable. Why? Because of an intelligence shortage. But then there's the, the the other crimes, and you wonder if does this include the people who might have gone into a you know into a CVS or a, a Walmart and there was a, and they weren't wearing a mask, and the security person said, you know, you should wear the mask, and the other person got so outraged they punched out the security person, or uh, or did some spit on the security person, whoever. There has to be. You know, at some point, there's a pandemic crime that you may want to send. You may may not want to pardon them. Okay, you may want to actually kind of say, "Hey, you're a criminal, um, and we're going to have to put you on trial," because hmm? that would be a smart thing to do. It'd be to try you for being a, <laughs> for for your pandemic transgressions. I God in heaven, um, we just oh, we just don't get it. And uh, it's also interesting to note that uh, one of the things that was on a lighter note, actually, uh, not interesting to note, but a lighter note, but certainly a stranger note, uh, I had a, I've always used uh, FedEx. I'm not a UPS guy. Uh, UPS screwed me out of some of my merch, actually, and some books and some uh some things that I needed, twice I sent out things through UPS. It got completely lost, even though I was able to, on my own, on the phone, be able to track where they were and where they probably ended up, but UPS would not uh, go down the road with me. They said that they 
they'd done everything they could. And I said, well, it's over here. And they said, no, 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 it's not. And I said, well, that was where they last sent it. Well, that's, well, that's where the, the guy from your place, no, no. And this was uh, way back um, before we had all of these things that we could uh, hack, you know, like a phone and stuff so that maybe somebody hacked it and sent it in the wrong direction. Maybe that's what happened. Um, but no, um, this was truly a, uh, um, a screw-up on their part. And so I've, I've stuck with FedEx. They've always gotten the stuff there. And they've always delivered the stuff to me. And my friend uh, wanted to send out some stuff from here on, on his trip out of here, and uh, he wanted to ship something. So I said, I'm going to call FedEx because I, I love FedEx. And I'm just interested to see, uh, you know, how quickly I could get this done. And I, I kind of was calling up. There was a place literally uh, less than a mile from here. And I, it was a, a weekend, so I wanted to see if they were open on Saturday and Sunday. And uh, when you dial that FedEx number, and I discovered that you dial any of those ones that were close by, um, you go to the uh, FedEx mothership. That's right. You don't go to the store where, you know, which was a, a dollar general of all places where the FedEx was. You don't go there. You don't go to that uh, FedEx store. You go to the mothership where all, so that FedEx can watch over everything. And I can kind of understand that. So they have a whole tracking of their network. And I was thinking, ooh, that's kind of exciting. Except as a result, I did not talk to a human being. No, no. On came one of those robots or AIs or whatever you call them. I don't want to insult them. I'm sure there's, I've said something and they will come back and haunt me and I will be taken up on trial eventually by the AI. I still firmly believe that the, the you should talk. There should be one very simple thing at the beginning, push A, B, C, or D, one, two, three, or four, and go to a human being. You should get to a human being as quickly as possible. There's no reason not to employ a human being, all right? And that would actually help the, the, the human being who eventually you talk to, because what I find, and I don't know if you do, but while I'm sitting there uh, trying, to, trying to get to what it is that I um, want to do, what I want the, to of uh, the information that I want, and, and it's not in the one through seven or one through ten, as it was with them. It was one through nine, and then press nine if you want more uh, options. Uh, it was not there, and as it is, as I discovered, and this happens all the time. All I go, I find myself really even now just going, "Let me talk to a human being. Let me talk to a human being. Let me talk to a human being. Do you want to? No. Let me talk to a human being. No, that is not a. Let me talk to a human being. But we want you to. No, let me talk to a human being because I find when I actually um, try to give them an explanation because everything falls between one of theirs. I ideas of what I might want and another idea of what I might want. And it's something in between there. And I try to go to the in between and the, and the machine will not deal with that. Oh, I call it a machine. Ooh, but it, they will, it will not deal with that. And that, and that just gets me going that my ire explodes. I lose my fucking mind over this and I get crazier and crazier. So by the time I actually speak to a human being, I am, I'm incendiary. I am, I'm ready to go berserk. And, uh, but uh, what was extraordinary about the, the FedEx moment was that um, I want, what I, my friend wanted to ship a package. 
There was nothing. I said, I would like to ship a package. And there was nothing. Not one of the options was about shipping a package. It was all about receiving a package. No, there was nowhere else to go. Not even in the other options was there a place to go. The other options might as well have been, would you like to know how to make a proper fruit salad? There's a, do you like salt around the rim on your margarita? Press one or two. One for yes, two for... Are you shitting me? Are you fucking shitting me? I'm fucking sitting there. I can't get it. So I'm kind of... And eventually, after literally, I would say 15 minutes, a human being finally talks to me. And the human being says to me, hey, uh, I'm here to help you. What is your question? Well, I'd like to ship something uh, out of, and I told them the Dollar General store, and it's here where I was in an undisclosed location. I told him where I was. He said, uh, what, what's the zip code? I said, no, I just told you where I am. And he said, well, what's the road? I said, you don't have your, I'm calling the mothership. You should know all of the places, all of them. And I'm now I'm doing your work. I just told you where I am. There are only two or three places here. Okay, and the one I'm telling you about the one that's closest. So eventually I gave the street name and the address. Oh, that one. Well, it's it's closed on Sunday. There no, we don't ship on Sunday. Nope, none of them ship on Sunday. Any of them ship nearby? Nope, none ship by. Any of them further uh further uh you know, north from here? No, they don't ship nearby. What about uh near the airport my friend was flying up? Nope, they don't nope, nothing, Zippo, nothing. FedEx, nothing on Sunday. Not a one? Nope. Nothing. No, we're not shipping. We're not doing it. Uh, and then, uh, and those I eventually had to find on my own because I couldn't take the fact that they were, uh, they, they had already closed off all the nearby options. And I felt, it felt bad, but my friend had discovered that UPS, of all people, the ones I don't trust, the ones who had screwed me before, they actually had options. They had a way in which to get this done. But FedEx, I have to say, you let me down. And uh, I thought I would have it done in like 10 seconds. And uh, literally 25 minutes later, uh, it was, uh, I went round the bend and there was uh, no way to get this off. Um, no way to get this shipped out by FedEx, uh, the way it looked. And certainly not, if there was one, I, I don't remember now because, well, that's something that's gone to the wayside memory <laughs> of the way we, no. Stop, we're not going to sing that song. But, um, but I had no memory now of, but I do not believe even uh, that there was anything anywhere within an hour in which sh the shipping could be done. And if, if there was, that, uh, that uh, uh, actually he could uh, uh, make the plane and get the shipping done. But UPS did. But I was astonished by, uh, by FedEx. Just astonished, but mostly astonished by the fact that uh, uh, if your question is about shipping an item, or in, in some fashion written in that way, because even as I tried to say that, they would send me back to, would you would you like to pick up a shipment? No, I didn't fucking say I'd like to pick up a shipment. You're the ones who are making this up. And so that's that's where we were this week in our undisclosed location. Uh, you know, and um, it's been it's been good. And I've been lucky to be able to, to spend this kind of time and see friends again and uh, in what was a safe environment. Now I have to figure out going to another uh, 
undisclosed in place, which will also be a safe environment, uh, going back to New York, what does this all mean? Am I ready really to sit down in a restaurant with a bunch of people? I've done that once already, twice actually, uh, with people spread out. But and, and yes, I've been vaccinated. But you know, I kind of you know where people uh, who don't even want to be vaccinated are waiting for some sort of information. I who have been vaccinated, uh, I'm just waiting for that information. I I do know and do trust the fact that uh, I'm pretty well safe most of the time. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if sitting in a room with people who might not have been vaccinated and aren't masked and we're, and they're all eating and talking and laughing and drinking, um, or if we're all going to be sitting in a bar together, if, uh, if, if, if we're ready for that, is the, is the information really in? And it seems that uh, the CDC seems to think it is. I'm, I just would feel more comfortable if more people were vaccinated. So, uh, so that's it for Mr. Happiness. <laughs> I do hope you're all doing well. I want to thank you all for sending in some truly great, great, great uh, rants this week, as you always do. Uh, more to come. And uh, as we hit the road, uh, which is going to be, uh, you can keep an eye out. We'll be back on the road if all goes well. And uh, there's no change in the CDC guidelines or the, uh, the levels of insanity that that uh, that we have, and that in terms of our intelligence shortage, uh, that um, hopefully uh, we'll be back on the road in September. And I'm hoping to, you know, maybe to keep this uh, keep this rant cast going. I hope I've I've served you well as you as the voice of your your anger and your thoughts and your prayers and your scares. Uh, and I, I made that rhyme on purpose. That's why I need an audience so that I don't say those kind of things in person. <laughs> I do hope this this week is uh, better than last and that, uh, that your lives get uh, fuller and fuller and fuller. It's always a pleasure to spend time with you. And uh, it does mean a lot to me. And I hope that these intros are better than I think they are. Because I always finish them and go, who did they... Without an audience, I'm just never sure if I'm if I'm if I'm really hitting the 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 nail with the hammer, or if the nail is really just me, or if I'm hammering the nail into me. Oh, wow! It's time to go. We're we're wandering now. I need to stare out the window and see if my squirrel will return. Take care. See you next week. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This rant comes from an angry bus rider. And who isn't an angry bus rider nowadays? I'd just like to ask, how the fuck have entitled people survived for as long as they have? I had a night job where I'd get off around 8 to 8.30 a.m. and catch the bus home. I have my headphones on and I'm reading a book. A young man walks up to me and asks if I can spare some change so he can get on the bus. I reply, I don't have much. Let me see what I do have. I have all my coins in a Ziploc bag in my purse ready to pay for the way to and from work. I give them around 80 cents. I don't like a lot of money and scrounge what I can. Fucker still has his hands out when I stop. This isn't enough for the bus. Yes, I know. You asked for some change and I gave you what I have. Okay, but now I need more to get on the bus. Fucker wiggles his finger at me to, I guess, entice me into giving him more money. That's all my spare change. I told you I had a little bit. He gets super huffy and indignant and says, fucking bitch, before walking away. I wanted to bitch slap his ass so hard. Who the fuck are you to get upset over someone trying to help you when you ask for it, you fucking cum goblin? Of course, I can't say anything because I'm a woman alone at a bus stop with an unknown man. What the fuck is it with people spitting on anyone that tries to help them? I'd be slapped into the next century if my mom caught me acting this way toward others. How the fuck did this entitled culture occur? Chankless need to make a severe comeback in every culture. I'm tired of these Karens walking around like they own the place. Some bitches need a slap in the face with reality and karma. Also, I'm looking forward to see if you pronounce Chankla right. No cheating and asking beforehand. You'd be surprised how many get that word wrong. And I probably did. I probably did. I'm going to look it up and, uh, and tell the audience, because I've never seen the word, actually. So uh, thank you for that. Let's, uh, let's, let's find out, as a group, <laughs> or some of us, what chanclas is. It is pronounced chanclas, and it is a sexy slip-on that uh, also doubles as a weapon. Now, is, yes, sir, Bob, I did not know that. Now that I do, maybe I'll, well, not as a major weapon, you could slap somebody with it. And that's why uh, she wanted the, the chancla, chanclas, so that um, she could uh, give him a slap in the face with the chanclas. Thank you, angry bus rider. Thank you for sharing a bit of knowledge with us. This came in to us from Janice Kamalski. I'm 56 now, so I'm a little better at saying no to things I don't want to do. For example, if my niece is having a baby shower, yeah, I'll probably go. Uh, but if my second cousin's grandbaby is having one, no, I'm not going. Hell, I might not even send a gift for that one. I understand the need for parties because I've been through that phase. They're usually really boring. The person of honor should be told beforehand there is so much ooing and eyeing we can do. Get moving through that shit. 
I've eaten my fill of Velveeta cheese and crab dip at this point, and I'm really just hanging around until you open my present. It's not that it is or isn't fabulous. It's just that I know I'll be looked for when it's announced. Let's get this crap moving. And just for the record, unless it's a potluck or your bestie offers up her help and you have a party, then how about you have the party? Are you asking me to bring the meatballs to ensure my attendance or because you don't feel like making them? If money's tight, then have chips and dip. Nobody gives a fuck. So if you're having a party, then have the party. I'm already bringing a gift. Seriously. Fuck off. Love, Janice. And love to you, Janice. Thank you for that. Yeah, parties can be a pain in the ass. They certainly can. I'm glad I don't have a a, 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 a cousin's grandbaby to deal with. That. There are moments like that I feel pretty good. Thank you. We have a guest rancher. You've heard him before on the, on the Rantcast, the rancher raconteur Mark Lynn Baker. He'll be reading uh, a piece we got from Jamie Wilson. <laughs> Thank you, Lewis. Always happy to be guest ranting. Hi, Lewis. I hope you're doing well. Uh, I am not against pot being legal at all. I voted for it, and I've never touched the stuff. My problem is with the dude bro culture that's being so goddamn obnoxious with it. I can't go anywhere without at least once being subjected to a thick haze of pot fumes trailing some dipshit. My fucking neighbors go outside and smoke their fucking bong three or four times a day, which in theory I could give two shits about. But they're upwind, and I can no longer have my windows open because it fills my house with seconds of those sandal-wearing funk muckies lighting up. I can't even let my kid play in the backyard because while the thought of her being mellow for a while is appealing, the thought of her with the munchies terrifies me to the core. It's worse than when you couldn't go anywhere without some asshole puffing tutti-frutti vape fumes into your face. And it's always college, guys. Always. Fuck them. I propose we send all college-age males to some walled-off square state where they can fist bump, smoke, party, and do whatever other nonsense they come up with, and then they have to stay there until they get sick of it and ask to leave. Anyway, I'm off to stare lovingly at my gardening tools and try to decide which would be nicest jammed up one of my neighbor's asses. I'd like to thank you for that, <laughs> Jamie. And uh, uh, and I would like to also thank uh, the, the the gentleman who read it so well, uh, my good friend Mark Lynn Baker. Uh, and uh, it was it's always a delight to have a guest here. I have so few because usually I'm just quietly at home, but I'm in an undisclosed location in North Carolina, hiding out with a group of friends. That's right. A rant about organics. That's a bit new, isn't it? It comes to us from Ariel Zivon. Let's talk about plastic-wrapped organics. I run an off-grid homestead in the hills of bumfuck Vermont. And no, I'm not a fucking hippie. I just have some goddamn common sense. We raise a variety of livestock, and we feed them food scraps we get from the local supermarket, which is actually not legal. Uh, but that is another rant for another fucking day. 
a shit ton of the truckloads of food scraps we bring home are organic. Yay. And all, and I do mean all, those organic products come with some form of plastic, rubber, or other non-recyclable material. Here is the newsflash, all you fucktard so-called healthy eaters out there checking your organic labels and feeling so good about yourselves. If you put a non-organic material on or around your organic food, it is no longer an organic product. Organic is a pack of goddamn lies. And don't get me started on the processed vegan foods like fake plant-based deli meats that are shrink-wrapped and bagged and boxed to go that you need a fucking torch and machete to open. If you are one of these people who are buying this shit, fuck you. Just get yourself a whole cabbage. Unwrap, because guess what? Cabbage was designed by nature to keep all by itself for a very long time. And if you don't eat it before it spoils, then it's time to throw it into the compost. And if you don't have compost, then chuck it in the motherfucking woods because it has the amazing capacity to decompose and return to the soil that created it. And take the two minutes to chop it yourself. What a novel idea. Here's an example of a product I spent way too much time unpacking just yesterday at feeding time. Riced cauliflower. That's right, riced cauliflower. What's that, you ask? It is cauliflower that has been chopped up into tiny crumbs of mush and then packaged in a single-serving-sized sealed plastic baggies. If that is something you see on the shelf at the supermarket and say to yourself, Ooh, yes, I'm so tired of regular rice, and I love cauliflower. So cauliflower rice should be just the thing to make for dinner tonight. Fuck you! And what's more, you are the fucktwad hippie dipshit with your cauliflower rice served with plant-based meatballs. (laughs) That finish is really, that's something. I'm not quite sure... (laughs) It kind of comes out of nowhere, but um, but I there was a little bit <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Ariel made me laugh. <laughs> Twat always makes you laugh. I actually, um, when I was in high school, thought that I came up with this new word, and the word was twat. Yep, and I walked around for about. Whew, Two or three hours, uh, you know, sometimes, I mean, you know, two or three classes, between classes, uh, saying, calling people twats, and that didn't last long. So they set me straight on that. The rice cauliflower thing is that really is kind of unbelievable. It's it's like, it'll really do it, won't it? That'll that'll save you. I'm not going to eat rice, but... That rice cauliflower and that moy, that's really going to make my heart go pitter-patter, pitter-patter. Um, so that you were feeding that uh, cauliflower rice to, the, to, the, uh, to your livestock. Well, good for you. Enjoy it. I was just up in Vermont. Quite beautiful. Quite, quite beautiful. Too cold in the winter for me. Mark Wiley's pissed. <laughs> Hi, Lewis. I work in a grocery store. My department is the service that brings your groceries out to your car so you can stay safely, socially distanced and still get the things you need. 
Lately, though, it seems like most people using the service end up coming inside to try and find things that we are out of, because apparently we're all just idiots that don't shop that store every fucking day. Newsflash, asshole. If you're healthy and comfortable enough to come inside, shop for your fucking self. Let folks who are worried about the virus or who can't come and shop on their own due to the risk have the slot that your entitled lazy ass is taking up because heaven forbid you take 45 minutes out of your week to get some goddamn groceries. Even better are the shitheads who come inside, grab the items they forgot to add to their order, and then come to us to bring the rest of their shit outside. God damn it. You're already here. Just take your own shit. I swear. It's as if these customers completely forget the fact that we are providing them a service and treat us like idiots that don't know anything. Again, if you're so much better than we are, shop your own shit. I am putting my life on the line, working in a public setting to help add some convenience to your day. Have some goddamn respect. And guess what, assholes? I have your address on file. (laughs) So I swear to Christ, if these people keep fucking with us over nonsense like a 10-cent bag fee that is mandated by the state, not the store, for showing up three hours late, forcing me to stay after my scheduled time to wait for their entitled ass, I'm going to start mailing them dog shit. Thanks for the rant, Gans Lewis. It's one of the few bright spots in my week at the moment. Wow, that I'm the bright spot. Well, thank you, Mark. That was a bright spot. Um, that's kind of like the, the, hopefully now you, there's less and less of the dealing with that, uh, having to deal with uh, those folks who, uh, the, the, you know, as we drift away, as people get vaccinated, as they wear their masks. <laughs> I just hope it's gotten better, Mark. God, it's amazing what people expect, isn't it? It's it's why I I worked as a bartender. Working with the public directly is exhausting work, and it certainly is trying, and it's taxing, and it makes you it makes you realize that's it's why we should have uh, gun laws. <laughs> this one comes to us from Lee Crump, uh, a rant. <laughs> We've never heard before, and it's one that's going to surprise many of you, and I'm sure there will be some reactions, Lee, so thanks for sending this in. You won't hear too many defenders of politicians' wages, but here goes. I, for one, think that politicians do not get paid enough, not nearly enough. And let me explain. I 100% believe in the phrase, pay peanuts, get monkeys. (laughs) And in politicians as well as many other critical positions, we need the highest quality candidates we can afford. I believe that the system is definitely broken, but believe that part of the solution involves setting term limits for elected officials, making it a service, not a career, eliminating through laws and punitive measures, and strictly monitoring extracurricular earnings, kickbacks, etc., and paying higher wages to attract quality candidates whilst they are working in the public sector. It's easy to see these fat cats and point to their wages, but the accumulated wealth is a product of corruption. Incentivize the job and remove the corruption, and make the job a temporary tenure of service, not a goddamn career. It's the same rant for police. They should be paid much more and held to more account, and to teachers and likely many others. It's very short-sighted to demand lower wages. 
Poorly paid employees tend to just steal from their employers, which is us in this case. Remove the corruption, but pay more. Uh, Lee, I enjoyed that and and think that's an interesting take. Um, To pay some of these fuckers, you'd have to really, um, in order to remove the corruption, you'd have to really come up with some cash. And a lot of people, sadly, uh, Lee, don't want to serve. And there are a lot of people, um, for a long, long time here, there were, you know, there have been a lot of people who, who saw that job in Congress as, as a service job. I mean, it's only been the last 25, 30 years that we've kind of seen this nonsense where it's, you know, people, you know, it's about winning, that winning is everything. It's Vince Lombardi politics, and it's ludicrous. So, uh, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, I think that there are people who do, you know, they go, they come in, they come out of high school, they go to college, they believe that it's, they want to serve. And that is their career. They want to give their career to service. So um, I don't think you want to undermine that. But I do think you want to get rid of the assholes. Let's, uh, let's see what you think about that, folks. I forgot to mention that Lee Crump comes from Australia. So I, uh, I think that's, that's important because it's, it's not a, it's someone from another country talking about uh, the way politics works and uh, with a different uh, bent on things for sure. So uh, once again, thanks, Lee. And thanks for listening down there. From Generally Confused. Uh, okay, Lewis, I get in arguments all the time with my husband. He's very conservative. I'm borderline not. He has points I agree with, but there are also times I think he's lost his mind or is a total fuckhead. For instance, he thinks being gay is a choice. And I think he's insane. There's no choice. You either are or aren't. It's a genetic thing going on inside someone. I've read scientific reviews about chromosomes, determining what you are, physically or mentally. And that makes perfect sense to me. I'd link it, but I'm lazy. He thinks transgender people shouldn't compete in the Olympics. I do agree. Born males trained for an event should have no place in a female event. That's not fair. Female turned male competing in a male event, that's also not fair. They are physically different. Male training is males, then competing is women. It's not the same because they're biologically different. Regardless of how they feel, their bodies are not the same. I don't know what the answer to this is. I know I'm not transphobic. I have no problem with people transitioning and being who they want to be. I get in arguments with friends and family over it. Because really, why the fuck should they care if they're not fucking the person who they are and what they identify as isn't for them? You fucking snobs, get the fuck out of their bedroom. On another note, a lot of homophobic people spend a bunch of time thinking about how gays spend time using their genitals. Doesn't that make them a little gay? but I digress. This is one of the few talking points I agree with with my husband, and I hate it. Stupid Republican ass, but his point is valid. If a male high school wrestler, just an example, decides he's ready to transition to female, should he be allowed to compete in the female side of the sport? When the class is completely different, men are constructed to be physically stronger than females, vice versa. A female wants to transition to being a man. She gets her ass kicked every way to Sunday because of genetics. 
I have no solution. But I also think it's a crock of shit to yell at people for being transphobic when that's not what they are at all. Fuck you, social justice warriors. You should be mocked to the point of not existing. You do far more damage than good, you entitled fuckwits. But I'm honestly asking, is it wrong to think this way? Is there something I'm missing? I personally don't know anyone that has transitioned in life, so I can't ask. Thank you, Generally Confused, uh, for, for, for bringing up a really great question and really something that has been uh, going on. And, and what's ludicrous is the, uh, some of the laws that are being passed that kind of put together uh, health care for, for people who are uh, transitioning, especially uh, younger people. Um, but, uh, and, and, and they lump that together with the sports thing. I, the, I too don't quite understand. I, I, I don't know if, um, if while you're transitioning, um, or if while you're transitioning, uh, if, if you should be allowed to, uh, participate in that, in that sport that, uh, you know, that, and if, you know, like if you are a male, becoming a female, I think you might have to complete that. I think I'm, I really don't know. I'm truly at a loss there too. And, uh, I really welcome, uh, the folks out there who know a shitload more than I do about this subject, uh, to, to please send, um, send, send some information our ways to, to me and to generally confused. I think what's important about, uh, what she, what you just heard was uh, you know the most important thing is to realize that uh, she's uh, she really does feel that uh, you know there's you know she gets the whole concept of transitioning understands it completely gets gay gets all of it this is something it becomes a sticking point for some people and uh, I'd like to hear from you on it I mean for, for me uh, alone I'd like to hear from you on it uh, it's not something I've thought through because I'm, I'm just trying to get to the other side. I'm trying to get my brain back. Okay. It's still, it's still kind of trapped in pandemic world. And, uh, I just need to get over the hump. I need to not panic every time somebody, uh, who, you know, walks up who's, and I'm vaxxed and they walk up without a mask and I'm like, Oh no, no, I'm, I'm going to die now. Uh, but that's another subject. Thank you, Generally Confused. I, I kind of I took an off-ramp. <laughs> Heather Panic, I believe, sent this in when we were at the Florida Theater a while ago, a long while ago, I think. Because um, I took a... I've been going through... Uh, I, 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 I pinned a number that I've kept aside for a long time, and I've been going back and trying to look at those two to try to get those out. And uh, so here we roll. Heather Panic has this to say, riding daily public transportation like I do, I don't worry about getting mugged, being in a crash, or being sexually assaulted. Mm-mm. Nope, my worst fear is being ear-raped. Yep, you read that correctly. There is nothing worse than that person who gets on the bus, realizes he knew another rider as a kid, and hasn't seen her in many years, and in less than five minutes, the entire bus knows his life story. 
how many kids he has, number of times he's been married, financial aid problems in college, where he now works, where he now lives, people he played Little League with, all of their life stories, how he met each baby mama, his mother's medical history, where his mother works, where his mother lives, his shoe size, and on and on and on. Well, that person who decides now is the perfect time to teach his four screaming kids that they are too old for their favorite toy, blanket, or whatever the fuck kids want, which would shut them up and refuses to give them said item, all while being completely oblivious to the dozens of evil stares being shot their way. Or that person who is trying to become the next big rap star and wants the world to know how amazing his new music video is by playing it on his cell phone with the loudest goddamn cell phone speaker this world has ever created. And if that wasn't bad enough, in only five minutes, in, into this, you realize you still have 85 more fucking minutes on the bus until you can escape this ear raping. This is usually the point in the bus ride when you realize either you either don't have your headphones with you, not that they would totally block out the ear raping anyway, or your battery bombs out. You end up actually looking forward to that case of whiplash, which comes from the bus having to slam on its brakes to avoid the pack of deer who decide right now is the perfect fucking time to take a leisurely stroll into the oncoming path of the large metal sarcophagus crammed full of you and six dozen of your closest, smelliest friends, something those fucking deer do at least twice a week here in southwest Pennsylvania. At least with the whiplash comes the constant ringing in the ears to help drown it out. <laughs> 85 minutes on a bus ride. That's too long, Heather. Thanks for sending that in a long time ago, and I'm sorry it took so long to get to read it. But I'm glad we got a chance to. Here's another oldie that came to us also from the Florida theater. Uh, from Jason Schaffatelli. He uh, is from Wilson County, Tennessee. If he's still there now, I don't know. It was, it was a while back that he sent this in. It was pre-pandemic and uh, about education. So I always like to pass these along because I'm sure it won't change after we roll back in to all of the schools that folks will be going to. I'd like to explain to you how my college experience has, has been this far. Halfway through my education program, I was told that certain classes I took would no longer count because the curriculum was changing, and that if I didn't graduate by a certain date, I'd have to retake several classes. Are you fucking kidding me? Clearly, I stayed calm. I stayed the course, and am finally in my final semester graduating this May with an education degree. But wait, there's more. We were told that a national evaluation program had been adopted by the school from none other than a monopolizing education company. We were told it would cost $300 to take the required evaluation that was only 15 questions. Oh my God. Three sections long. Each question is scored on a rubric from one to five, and you must make a 46 to graduate. Are you shitting me? A 46 to graduate. If you don't make a 46, you get put in remediation and have to resubmit per section for another $100. Don't like your score, you can appeal it for $200, in which case the company will come and poke you in the jewel bag with needles and tell you to go fuck yourself. These education companies don't know shit about my subject area. 
performing arts. No, I can guarantee they don't know anything about it. And how would you fucking do it? A, a goddamn you a, a test like that? No, please. And you're educating kids in the performing arts, and you want to educate kids in the performing arts. Good for you. And they come along and do this to you. They don't. No, they, they can't ask the kind of questions. They have to see you operate in a classroom. God damn it. These education companies don't know shit about my subject area, performing arts, and it shows through the questioning. 15 questions along with 40 minutes of videotaped lessons were sent in, giving me a total of 70 pages of answered questions and work samples. It's not a fucking master's degree. Give me my shit so I can teach the future of America before Betsy DeVos releases a pack of potential grizzlies on our asses. Boy, aren't you glad she's drifted into space, Jason. Hmm? And now when you were in college, it's here's your required $300 evaluation. Not enough. Better take two practice exams at $200 a piece. And they all take at least a month to get scored for a computer test. But Lewis, my favorite part of all of this is the feedback that you must show to your students for that $300 evaluation. Guess what feedback the evaluators give you? A motherfucking number one through five. That's it. That's fucking it. Nothing else about why you were scored that number. Give me your opinions on this matter. Um, Jason, you gave your opinions and you gave them well. And I tried to give a little boost every now and then. Wow, that is crazy. I've never heard of this. And that's the reason I read it. And if they're still doing this, it's absolutely insane. And some companies making a shitload of money. And I hope the, and the, and the college has got to be getting a kickback. And in the meantime, you're getting fucked. I hope you, you're teaching still, Jason, and I hope it's going well. A rant here from Out of Fucks to Give Daughter. I think it will be obvious why uh, she's decided to call herself that. Hi, Lewis. I'm getting super fucking sick and tired about ignorant people claiming she's your mom. You have to love her. She raised you knowing absolutely nothing about how I was raised. I was raised with a fucking sociopath of a brother who held a machete to me and said he'd kill me if he wouldn't be caught by the cops. Mom did nothing. He also punched me so hard in front of her that I stopped breathing. And she yelled at us to be quiet because she was on the phone. I binge eat when I'm upset or depressed, which was quite often. Mom didn't like this. So she dragged me to the bathroom, made me lift up my shirt, and made me say aloud how fat and disgusting I am. I'd literally get into fistfights over people taking pictures of me because of how gross I felt. Yet, almost no one in my family knows this. My mom is so good at lying and projecting. So I'd really like the people who say, your mom is the best, praise her sacrifice, to shut the fuck up and realize some moms are fucking pricks and don't deserve praise. They deserve public ridicule, and some should be jailed. I know you listen to this podcast, so fuck you, Mom. I hope you realize what an utter jerk you are and that your grandchildren will barely know you exist. They will never feel like I did growing up. That's one of the main gifts I could ever give them. Thanks for your terrible influence. I'm sorry you had to go through that uh, out of fucks to give daughter. Um, 
I read it because I, I do think um, you needed to get it out there one way or the other. And people need to know that, uh, you know, that a lot of mothers aren't the best. And uh, a lot of the times that's the way it goes, you know. Whole movies are based on that. Whole whole TV series. Whole, people serial binge, binge watch, you know, serial shows to because of it. To, to follow mothers who were beyond the pale. I'm sorry you had to experience it. I hope... Uh, I hope we, you're, you're going through better times. This rancher wants to remain anonymous. Interestingly enough, another one who um, works in retail, uh, like some of the other rant, like another rant this week, and uh, another bit of uh, upset about the entitled. It's it's interesting how some of these dovetail would they come in at the same time. It would happen when I was on the road certain nights. It'd be like two or three on the same subject. A lot of times it has to do with the town. Um, and this has to, I guess, do with the fact that boy, people are, people in, who are working in stores, were dealing with a lot of assholes. So here we go. Retail workers like myself put up with a lot of bullshit, but the absolute worst is hearing from stuck up snooty customers with short fuses. Over the weekend, I was trying to clean up the store when this older woman felt compelled to pull me from my work and give an oral report on her disgust with the store's appearance. She's performed this routine before. Stops the workers to complain when even the slightest hair is out of place or the most solitary speck of dust catches her eye. Now, I'll admit the store is looking a little rough right now due to being understaffed. And half the management team, myself included, being out sick for a few weeks, and we're still trying to catch up on all the stocking and organizing the products in a neat fashion. I can understand that some people can be a little put off by the sight of the mess. It's embarrassing, to be sure. What I cannot stand, however, is when some self-important cunt stops me in my tracks and keeps me from cleaning up the mess they are complaining about. Her rant went as follows. I've been coming to the store since it opened. I spoke to a gentleman who worked here about how disgusting and filthy all the other stores in the area looked, and he assured me this store would never get like that. This store used to be immaculate. Now look at it. She was in hysterics. You'd have thought someone promised her an impregnable bunker, only to have it blown over with a slight exhale, like the big bad wolf blowing down the straw house in the story of the three little pigs. I tried to explain to her our staffing dilemma and that I was doing everything, everything I can to restore the store to its former glory. This does fuck all the calmer down. Well, it's your responsibility to keep this place looking clean and neat. I mean, honestly, I used to think so highly of this store. It's my favorite. What really pissed me off was that this self-absorbed fuckwit talked down to me as if I were the sole reason that the universe, as she knew it, which seems to think she's the center of, came crashing down. The raw, unfiltered arrogance of this bitch had me fuming talking to me as if she signs my fucking paychecks. Sure, I'm the only one responsible for this crap hole. One man alone can maintain the entire establishment while also catering to your every whim and that of every other customer who waltzes through those doors. 
I'm so sick and fucking tired of people like this miserable thrift store hag praying and putting the blame on the one individual that crosses their path. I might as well dress up for work like Superman, because apparently that's what people see when they look at retail workers. The icing on the shit cake was how oblivious she was, that while she went on her 15-minute rant is that she was completely oblivious to the fact that instead of rambling on to me about her grievances with the store, I could have been busy fucking fixing them. But no, that would deny her the satisfaction of harassing a customer service worker. That would deny her the false sense of superiority she so desperately needed. When I finally quit this dead-end job, I hope she's there on my last day so I can finally tell her just how unimportant and pathetic she really is. Then throw my keys in her face and tell her, if you think it's so easy, then have it. I dare you to try and do the work I do with a fraction of the staff and with one hand, metaphorically, tied behind your back like I've been doing for the last four years. You won't last half a day. Now get fucked, you worthless cunt. I'm out of here. Wow, use use of that word twice, huh? Well, you've been pushed to the brink like many of us have by folks who shouldn't be pushing others to the brink. It's unbelievable. There are people at the brink who are pushing others to the brink. It's really extraordinary. It's been a hell of a time. Thank you for sharing that, Anonymous, and uh, I hope things have improved and that uh, you're dealing with a saner you know, the same group of uh, folks coming into shop and a more understanding group and that maybe they've calmed down a bit now that who knows? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> but thank you. A rant about the uh, the gas shortages. Uh, I'm in North Carolina, so uh, it's really uh, awful here. Um, from Alexandra or Alexandre Zorian. The recent gas shortages in the South here has really gotten under my skin in how people react. You would think we saw all of it when we had self-entitled assholes, once again, self-entitled, returning over and over this week, hoarding toilet paper at the start of the pandemic. Nope, these self-entitled asshole fucks are at it again. And this time, they're hoarding gas. What possible fucking reason would you need to fuel up six gas canisters at the gas station, huh? Don't tell me you would use this much gas in a week's notice, especially with most of us working from home. Lewis, I currently live in Tennessee. My wife, whom I just got married to, lives in Georgia. I commute every weekend down there to spend time with her. It's about a two-hour commute. My wife, who is going to nursing school, is finally on a short summer break, and we thought, great, she can come up to my place since she lives with her parents. We can spend a few weeks together and enjoy each other's company. Nope, I'm asking too much because of those fucks who are hoarding gas at every possible fucking gas station. My wife is unable to drive up to see me. I can't drive down because I'm working. And even if I was not, I'd be running into the same problem. Because guess what? Gas is running out here too. What the actual fuck, people? Why can't we all be civil? Why the fuck can't we use something that was gifted to us? It's called the brain. There is no shortage. The governments of the states impacted and the federal government has said the problem is the people who are hoarding. If only those CEOs who own those gas stations could pay their employees just a little more, maybe then they could prevent some fucking selfish asshole 
from coming in with six gas canisters and filling it up and driving away in a makeshift Molotov cocktail vehicle. Thank you for reading this. I can tell you simply writing this out has helped me tremendously. Well, reading it has helped me, Alexandra, and I appreciate it. And uh, I hope you get to see your wife soon. And I hope these idiots stop hoarding gas. And, but they don't listen. They just panic. That's the first thing we do in this country. You know, we panic. Uh, there's no emergency, no need to panic. We panic. This came in from Eric McKee. I think he's anticipating a problem. I don't know if he would actually have, but I'm sure people have had it at my shows, but I'll read it. That'll make it more understandable what I'm fucking saying. (laughs) I would love to come and see you live, but here is the fucking problem. I would inevitably be seated next to someone that got a free ticket or somebody's significant other that drugged them out to the show and they have no fucking sense of humor or somehow will be offended by something you said and they will grumble about it during the show, and that will just fucking piss me off and ruin the show for me. I know that you know about aneurysms ever since that bitch that sold that horse just to spend that year in college. That will be me. The show will be over. The lights will come up, and I will be sitting there slumped over because I spent the whole fucking night trying to figure out why this piece of shit next to me ruined your show. Keep up the good work, and if you were ever in very northeast Iowa, Look me up. I will buy you a drink. Eric, you can come to a show. If there's a problem, you can go to the merch table and we'll find you another seat, okay? Elliot Paulson has this to say. I just looked up the word contempt. The dictionary definition describes perfectly the position I have taken on Trump supporters. It's not a great thing to be contemptuous. I do understand this, but... Now that it's somewhat over, sort of a a little, we have at least six months before Trump has social media again. So that's not nothing. Anyway, shitballs. My contemptuous position on people who support him has been directly fueled by his behavior before he was our president. Then it got worse after he became the president. So, you know, just not great none of which was hinging on political matters. Do you know why? Because talking about Donald Trump as our president is like trying to talk about how qualified Jeffrey Epstein would be teaching the art of massage to high school girls. (laughs) Hey, you fucking idiots. My daughter goes to that school. Would you please consider the ethical and moral implications? I don't give a shit if Jeff's shiatsu game is second to none. I don't want that fucker around my kid. Know what I mean? hypothetical, of course. I feel strongly that Trump supporters just don't understand. They were raised wrong or something. I don't fucking know. They just refuse to realize the damage it's doing. No matter what, Trump somehow is getting fucked over. No, sir, Trump is fucking you. Your support for him, this is the latest con, allowed him to steal $130 million from his supporters in his last campaign campaign. And that number represents what he is being asked to pay back, not what he actually illegally took. How? He auto-enrolled a bunch of his donors into making monthly donations when the website clearly indicated that it was supposed to be a one-time donation. 
So what happens next? Some victims have to hire lawyers and jump into a clash action lawsuit to retain some of their money. They're put through the ringer to reclaim some of what's rightfully theirs. Meanwhile, Donald Trump has put you in a position where your very support of him caused you to get scammed. And Donnie the con man gets to keep what's left over. You see his game? Hmm? That's the whole thing. And I sincerely think you're either an asshole or an idiot for not realizing this. You're getting hurt. Stop hurting yourself and stop hurting everyone. Your vote actually really matters for reasons that are beyond political. What the ever-loving fuck are you not understanding? Fucking Christ, man. These people are so dumb that they will go vote for him again. It's fucking insanity. It's in broad daylight, and the Republican Party is so scared and desperate, they are still willing to vote for this guy. Say what you will about the way I speak about these issues. This is not an area where I'm at all likely to change my stance. I don't feel at all compelled to speak with or understand the mind of a person who just doesn't understand how incredibly damaging these lies are to our culture. I especially feel warranted to be a complete asshole in this circumstance. Why? Because Trump is a complete asshole to anyone who might so much as question him. This is a wannabe king. Everything about this as an American feels wrong. Everything about what he says feels disingenuous. And electing this fucker to be in charge of me or anyone for that matter. Dude, look at this guy's history. What the fuck is wrong with you? How many times has he been caught lying in a week? In a nutshell. About 40% of this country is either fueled entirely by fear, greed, racism, nationalism, or stupidity, or just good old-fashioned trolling. It's absolutely shocking how desperate people are to feel safe within their groups. It's shocking how warped the thinking gets with a leader like that. It continues to plague what used to be the Republican Party. It's not that anymore. It's something fucked up now. I couldn't define it if I tried. Fuck Trump supporters. You don't deserve to be spoken to with any respect when you elect a man who constantly tells half the country to get on board or get fucked. That was never how this was supposed to work. And I never imagined that I would have to say these things to people that I thought were fully formed adults. But the circumstances call for it. I'm tired of being surrounded by this nonsense. Fuck them. Who cares if you lose a couple of virtual friendships? I'll be who I am. How about some mutual respect? Hmm? Ask yourself, is mutual respect even possible if you are going to hand Donald Trump the reins? Does he even make it possible? The answer is no. We are currently living in that environment. I either have to think he is perfect or we hate each other. Those are the options presented to us with Donald Trump as president. That's a hard no from me, dog. I looked up the word contempt to be sure that's the correct usage. Now it's your turn, Trump supporters. Do me a favor and look up the word diplomacy. It's essential. It's not a new concept. Have a nice day, everyone. Sorry almost half the country has gone stupid on us. Hopefully by now the Trump supporters know not to read my posts. As aforementioned, they are gluttons for punishment, so who knows? And who really cares? They don't give a shit. Well, Elliot, you certainly told us what was on your mind, and I really appreciate it. It's tough to call people who 
voted for him, you know, to get that angry. But I understand that anger. And they've got that anger. But you have to understand they're living, they have been fed a different reality. We are really living in two different realities. And we somehow have to kind of, you know, get them, you know, it's like when when somebody, it's we got to find a bummer tent. You know, people would take acid uh, when I was in college and at, at rock, big rock concerts, and then and they'd have a bad trip and they'd go to the bummer tent. Well, a lot of these people are on a bad trip. We have to have a certain amount of sympathy for them, Elliot, I think. I'm interested to see what other folks have to say, but I, I do think so because they, they literally lived in a perfect storm for four years where everything told them Everything in the leadership, they they created a, a separate reality, two separate realities. No other country's ever done that. We used to have political agendas. Now we have separate realities. And until we can get them to a bummer tent, you're going to be bummed, Elliot. You'll be screaming. And hopefully I screamed well for you. This is from Liz Snyder, who's obviously had it up to here or there or wherever she is at the moment. Um, And I'm sure it'll get some responses. I know you've taken some crap from our lesser evolved citizens, Lewis, regarding your stance on guns. And before any of those window lickers start suction cupping themselves to their seats with their hair trigger butt pucker, I will offer my own disclaimer. I believe in every American's right to own firearms if they comply with the law and pass a background check. Unfortunately, I live in the cesspool of stupidity called Florida. Yes, it's true. If you purchase a gun from a retail store or a registered gun dealer in Florida, you do need to pass the background check first. But just like everything else that comes out of the state that is the official answer to where the fuck did that happen? Florida found a way to add its who fucking cares attitude to guns. In the state of Florida, if a private citizen wants to sell a firearm to another private citizen, there are only two requirements. The seller needs to ask the buyer, are you a felon? And have you ever been charged with domestic violence? And the buyer must say no to both. That's it. It doesn't need to be confirmed or proven, even if the buyer lied to the seller, it doesn't matter if he then takes that gun and goes on a murder spree. There are no penalties for the seller as long as he confirms he asks the two required questions. Are you fucking kidding me? Nothing needs to be documented, nothing written down or signed. I asked one of my gun nut crazy fuck friends if this was true, and he looked at me as if I were a moron. I even gave him my lying buyer murder spree example. The only response I got was, well, he lied. You can't fault the buyer for that. It was at that moment I questioned my sanity for the first time in my adult life. We shouldn't even get to a point where a gun sale is legal in the eyes of the law based on the fucking hope that criminals and violent individuals will be truthful, knowing full well that their weapon purchase hinges solely on a verbal yes or no. But believe it or not, the majority of Florida voters actually don't see any problem with this. I've had people who I wrongly believe to be sane and or intelligent 
claim that changing the law would be another instance of the liberal left trying to take their guns away. I think, no, I I, I don't, I'm sorry, Liz, I I don't mean to stop and pause, but come on. What these lack-witted, brainwashed twats don't realize is that every time this law, which could only exist in a reality-denying state like Florida, is broken, and it gives gun control more power. The more gun violence that occurs, the more pressure gets added to the gun control movement. And unless your family tree doesn't fork, you should be able to see how making it easier or even possible for someone who can't legally buy a gun to get one only increases the chances for gun violence to increase. So if we do ever have insanely restricted gun control signed into law, you can thank Florida man for doing his part through defending his rights to be recorded in history is the dumbest piece of shit our country has to offer. Thank you, Liz. Thank you for that. Um, I mean, I'm sure we'll get, you'll be getting some uh, response to that. I'm sure I'll get response for kind of pausing and being stunned. Um, The fact that whatever we're doing isn't working doesn't seem to have an effect on uh, those who, who think that their guns will be taken away. And those who don't think that, uh, we have a problem with gun violence and those who think it's if criminals want guns, they'll get guns. I mean, wow, it's shoot them up time. And uh, it's I've never seen anything like this. And at some point, you got to all look at it, everybody and go, hmm, I think maybe we should try to figure something out here. Every other country has done it. Okay. And we don't have the time or the energy, the intelligence. Fuck you. But not you, Liz. Thank you very much. From a neighbor to the north, Dave Sokolowski. Here we are, over a year into this global pandemic, and nobody, and I mean nobody, has a clue as to what we can do to get rid of this. Is it masks? Hmm? Social distancing? Vaccinations? Letting us this wipe us out and start over again? Hmm? Huh? Who knows? The politicians have no clue. They're listening to people who we would believe should be smart enough to figure this out. We can put a fucking rover on Mars, but we can't figure out a single course of action to prevent further infections and deaths. Up here in Canada, we have a former drama teacher playing leader of the country, who wouldn't have a clue if someone had Amazon deliver it to him. And our provincial premier, like your state senators, is a former high school drug dealer that has seemed to have tasted his own stash one too many times. And they are constantly politicizing against each other to see who can get more votes the next time around. I'm at the point where I'm actually starting to root for the virus, Because the more I see humanity, the more I realize we are more fucked than a porn star during a gangbang scene. We've been locked down more than Gitmo. Currently, in Ontario, we are in our fourth lockdown, which has been extended again, to which apparently only essential travel is allowed. Yet daily, traffic sucks more than a Dyson. Our leaders have the vaccines being shipped in from Europe. 
because our labs here are obviously too busy figuring out why Justin Bieber and Celine Dion are as popular as they are, or some other dopey fucking thing. And now the warm weather is starting to roll in, and of course that means the Canadians of all stripes will be coming out of their houses to tan and pretend that they are more glamorous than they actually are. And that is going to lead to higher numbers and more cases in the ICUs. And these politicians are just going to look into the camera with their dead eyes and plead to the masses that we have to flatten the curve without actually giving any sort of idea how to. And then pass it off to the dipshit doctors whose personality is reminiscent of someone with a less tolerable version of Tourette's. And of course, we have people that couldn't figure out a periodic table spouting their scientific rhetoric as gospel. The governments just want to vaccinate you so they can follow you and track you wherever you go. No! This isn't a fucking James Bond movie where the bad guy tells you his fucking plan so you can thwart it. As you're typing in this scientific nugget into your cell phone, onto your Facebook page, they don't need to vaccinate you to track you, Odo 7. You're doing it for them, you fucking idiot. Boy, I've time and again, I've thought that time and time. I've, I talked about that years ago. Years ago. Uh, all I want is to be able to see my friends and family without the fear I may be putting them at risk and potentially killing them. If that means that we have to wear a mask as you get your Doritos at the supermarket, then shut the fuck up, put on the mask, and stand the fuck back. Boy, Dave, it's, it's, it's kind of been a shock to us down here that you guys have not been on top of this because I've always looked at you as the folks who, who really seem to have more of a sense of what you're doing, but not having the labs. Wow, I, it's kind of stunning. And then, of course, I, I guess apparently we grabbed a lot of the stuff you might have wanted. Hopefully you can grab some of ours from the morons who aren't using it here. Maybe they will do it here. That would be something, wouldn't it? Then we could at least come visit you. <laughs> oh, Dave, I'm sorry. Thank you for sending that along. You know, you're starting to sound like us. That's never a good sign. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live you can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as just let it rip and i want to thank the true stars of our show the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us lewis black's rantcast was created and hosted by me aha lewis black it is produced by james salkine our theme song by chris lane executive producer ben brewer Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. And most of all, thank you, all of you who ranted so well on this show. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, 
Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.